Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. This is episode seven in our empowerment series, and this week's guest is Miss Kiva. Kiva is a decorated food blogger and a mommypreneur. When you check out her Instagram at the Fun Foodie Mama, you'll see all the food spots right here in Tampa Bay. You'll also see the highlighted Black-owned restaurants and other amazing food bloggers across the globe. Kiva has been sponsored by McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. She has a beautiful family and a list of goals that she is working towards every day. So why are we talking about self-sabotage with Kiva? Because we know that the little voice in our head tries to tell us that we aren't worth it or that the success that we do have is a fluke or just luck. Kiva's no stranger to that. Like most of us, she has had her own self-sabotaging moments And in this episode, she shares how she decided to take a chance on herself. And she also gives us sound advice on how to combat our own self-sabotage. I enjoyed this week's episode with Kiva, and I know you will too. Remember, you got this just one day at a time. have Kiva here. Hey Kiva. Hey hey. <laughs> What's up girl? Girl I'm so glad that I'm being a part of the series. I'm excited to sit down and talk with you. Awesome. So of course you know that we are talking about empowerment. All things the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So yes. today's topic is like woo. I feel like I'm going to get some cleansing today (laughs) and talking about this. But before we get into that, I have to ask you one of your most memorable encounters that you had with a Black woman. What do you Hmm. think? What comes to mind? There's so many, but um, the one I can kind of go back to my childhood. I was in the 10th grade. I was going to a new high school. Um, you know, growing up in the suburbs, there isn't too many, um, when it comes to schooling, you don't get too many black teachers. So Mm -hmm. in my 10th grade year, we had just switched to a new high school and I had this teacher named Miss Doctor. She was um, very Afrocentric. She was super pro-black. This is back like in the 90s too. So I was kind (laughs) of like, okay, okay, Miss Doctor. But, you know, her personality was big and bold. And that stuck out to me, but I also like the fact that she saw that she made sure she was intentional about teaching her Black students and making sure that we knew who we were and how she was encouraging us to do better. So even though sometimes it came across as a little tough love, she wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that we knew that, you know, we were not forgotten, that we were cared about, and that she wanted us to excel in school. Wow. And how did that impact you as an adult, thinking about her even now? So thinking about her now, I, I'm very appreciative. I'm sure back then, I kind of like, I thought she was a little bit annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't appreciate, you know, all the things that she was trying to teach us. I'm just like, man, this lady is like super hardcore. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> but she was probably just preparing us for like the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Um, now that I think back on it today, I'm, I'm using her same tactics to kind of make sure that my kids, because I have three kids, are, mm-hmm. you know, armed and prepared and, you know, they 
are encouraged and cared about and they know that they, you know, have to do their best to excel. So I'm using her same tactics to instill in my kids. So, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Shout out to the black women teachers because y'all, they don't get enough love. They yeah. are like, they pour into those kids. A black woman teacher, professional poured into me and I still use, you know, and take to heart the things that she said to this day. So go ahead, uh, Miss Teacher Lady. Atlanta <laughs> <laughs> J. Period. So... <laughs> Um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to us? I don't know why I didn't do that in the beginning. Can you introduce yourself to us and tell the folks who you are and what you got going on? Yes, I am Kiva Williams, also known as the Fun Foodie Mama. Currently, mm. for the last five years, I've been a stay-at-home mom. I w- I've been an accidental stay-at-home mom, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, corporate life tried to kill me, y'all. I had to walk up out of there. Listen, oh. I, had to, I had to throw up the deuces. So <laughs> I've been home with my kids, and, you know, I've been on a journey of finding myself. And in doing so, I just created, like, a little social media platform and blog, and I just, I just like sharing about the things that are going on in my life right now, and that is motherhood. Um, I'm a foodie, so throwing in some food in there too, because I, I mean, I like to eat. And just, um, I love like empowering people, especially youth, but also I'm, I'm a, a female, so I love empowering females as well. So yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Yes, y'all. And when you look at her Instagram, the food that she posts is super lit. Everything. I'm like, I, I, I have a whole like Apple note with all the places that you've posted about. And I'm like, okay, I gotta go here. Gotta go here. Ramona, yes. Ramona let us live. I got a list of places that you have shared. So Girl. <laughs> come through food, foodie. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I love the feedback. I love when people tell me that. Because first, sometimes I'm like, no, people really want to know about this stuff. Hey. No, we do. Know. We do. Because I be hungry, girl. Okay. And I be wanting to eat some new stuff. Chick fil A okay. ain't it. There's Great. so much food out here there's, in these streets. There's so much more. <laughs> Well, all that being said, all the amazing stuff that you're doing and the influences that you've had on your life, girl, why are we talking about self-sabotage today? Girl, you'd be surprised. The most, um, the people who are doing the most sometimes be doing the most to themselves too, as in Mm. sabotaging themselves. Talk about that, okay? I'm I'm talking from a true story standpoint, Okay. Girl, well, we want the tea. Okay, we want that Tiger Woods. Why are we so, <laughs> why are we so critical of ourselves? Let's talk about it. I don't know. I, I, I do know. I feel like it stems from the point where we feel like we have to be perfect, when we're, mm. especially when we're putting ourselves out there. It's one thing, you know, if you have something going on, just your little family knows about it. But if you're putting yourself out there for, you know, the whole internet streets to know about, you feel like, man, I can't do this unless it's perfect. And, you know, mm. and then you start just overly critiquing yourself to the point where you end up not doing it at all because you you beat yourself down so much and then kind of find out what you had going on you see someone else and you're like you know what she just did it so what, what, mm. what, what am I doing over here what is that about? Because I re- when you told me about this sabotage topic I was like yo are you reading my journal? Because that is definitely something that I struggle with. I go, if you look at my journal, seriously, it goes from like 
a page of gratitude and just affirmation. And then the next page could be like, why am I like this? Like nothing's going right. This uh, this is like, whoa, what happened from yesterday to today? Like, why is such a stark difference? And I know God is probably like this, whoa, this child right here. I feel like sometimes it's also like, especially being females, yeah. we are very critical of ourselves and we feel like we have to like measure up to our male counterparts maybe or oh. like, just or just being even just being a black person like sometimes it's like man we feel like you have to do things five times better just to be mm. on the same playing field so it's just a lot of like emotional um mental things that are just kind of like are always like in our head that we yeah. kind of like or keep replaying and sometimes it can like make us just stop instead of moving forward Mm, that's 100%. I think that there are a lot of other factors that play a part that are swimming around in our heads along with our own thoughts. You got society's thoughts, you got your mama thoughts, you got, you know, your daddy. It's like, gosh, we got everybody else's opinions and feelings in our minds. And it just, sometimes it overtakes what we feel about ourselves. At least I know right. for me. And it sounds like for you too, in a sense. Yeah. What, a, what about like, being fearful about being good like have you ever been fearful of your own potential yes girl like sometimes like i will avoid doing something not because i can't do it because mm -hmm. what if i do it and they like it but i have to do it again <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> but like you would think that's not a problem but i guess no somewhere inside you you yourself are telling you that you're not good enough because you're like well you know if you do it and they they like it but i mean do they really like me? Are they just telling me mm. that? Girl, I don't know. Like, I feel that it's a draining cycle of, really of self-doubt and then self-belief. So why don't you tell us about your journey and how you discovered what you've learned and what you recognize and appreciate about yourself and where you are right now? Well, I, I'm still on the journey, but I'm, I'm recovering, like you said. I'm in a recovery mode because I'm finally feeling like I just turned this year, I turned 40. Um, I finally feel like, you know, I'm coming to my own. There's a lot of like, mm -hmm. like noises inside my head of things that, you know, people think I should be doing, my mom, you know, my parents, or just me putting pressure on myself. Because like I said, mm -hmm. I was living the corporate life for like 15 years, but even before that. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm actually a professional dancer. I went to school to no. um, pursue like ballet and modern. But back then when I was in school, that thing kind of <clears> wasn't like, you know, people didn't really accept that. They're like, oh, you're going to college to dance? Like, hmm. So <laughs> me, I am a confident person, but I do like have self-doubt at times. And then especially if, like as a young person, if your parents are kind of on board, but the, like they supported me, but they're kind of like, you should probably get a job. So I kind of mm. like went that route, like I, I post-graduation, I didn't pursue, I didn't go to New York, like a lot of my classes, they went to New York and they, you know, pursued a career in the arts. And I kind of like played the safe route where I got like a nine to five at um, Chase Bank and kind of like put my dreams on hold. And then it got to a point where it was like year five, year 10, it was like, you know, at this point, mm -hmm. those dance dreams are pretty much over. I then got married, had a baby, got a house. So I was living what other people's, you know, like I, I was mm. in my parents' dreams of myself. Well, you know, get a corporate job, you know, you know, with a 
with benefits and like, you know, aspiring to be other people. So I was doing that, you know, things were cool. And then it got to a point where my mom was like, you know, suggesting I get my master's degree because my degree is in performing arts. Even though I was like working in the corporate world, my degree didn't kind of like match what the corporate world I was working in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I should, you know, to make myself look more, um, I guess, desirable on, on the resume scale and to climb the ranks, you know, cl- climb the corporate ladder. Let mm-hmm. me pursue um, my master's degree. I had just had a baby. My baby literally turned one and I was starting um, my GRE. No, I'm sorry, starting my master's classes on the weekends. And it just all became too much. You know, I just kind of like a little bit had like a mental breakdown. <laughs> Oh wow! Like, Wait a like I'm doing this stuff, and it's not stuff I want to do. Like I'm doing mm-hmm. stuff because other people want me to do. Like, this is like the status quo. I'm trying to follow the status quo, what society says. You know, you should do. Yeah. So after a while, I just couldn't take it anymore, and the job was just very demanding. Like I was at a job where um, we were short on staff, and our managers and they didn't really care. They just wanted the work done. So after you know months of that, it just became too much. I just had baby. I was going to school on the weekends, my job was like literally trying to kill me, like physically, mentally, it was so much that one day I just like couldn't take anymore. I just packed up my little desk and just Uh-oh. walked out, girl. I sent, I sent my <laughs> husband an email. I was like, FYI, like, this is my last day. I'm literally like leaving right now. And I sent a letter to HR. I'm like, effectively, oh, wow. I will not be working here. Goodbye. And I just left, girl. So at that point, wow. <laughs> I know it was, it was kind of extreme. I don't recommend doing that because you, know, you gotta have plans and savings and stuff in place. But luckily, my husband, like, he knew how much pressure I was under, so he was very understanding. He, he never like was like, "Man, you just like totally like we went from two income families to one, and you just decided like in a split second. <laughs> so he was very wow. Supportive. And luckily, my kids are still young, so um, I, I well, my oldest was at the time was in I think he was in like fifth grade, and my youngest at the time was just trying to. So um, it kind of worked out where I just ended up staying home with him. But the funny part about that, even though like that was such a big relief, it's like I was still, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. It took me like two years. Like that was in 2015. It wasn't until 2017 where I was kind of like trying to come out of the fog. I feel like those two years, first two years of me staying home, I was kind of like in the fog. Like I was going through the motion. I was, Mm. you know, I was like trying to play the stay-at-home mom, even though I didn't even want to be a stay-at-home mom. So I'm like, I'm basically, I forced myself to be a stay at home mom. It was something I didn't want to do. But it was like, well, I have to do it. It's like, well, you like, I don't have a job. So it was kind of like going through the fog of that. And then finally, I kind of like just um, started paying attention to what I want to do instead of just other people suggesting, like, oh, you should go to law school. You know, you're really good. Oh, you should do it. It's like, okay, I, I get that you guys mm. want me to do all these things. I get you see all this potential in me, but let me do something that I want to do myself. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just through being home and then kind of just kind of taking a step back from the people who, you know, I care about them with my family, but it's like, let me just figure out on my own. I just kind of like started pursuing things that I, like I enjoy. I enjoy kids, youth. I I love empowering youth. I'm in the process of starting a nonprofit because I want to, empower youth through the arts. So I'm, t- I'm taking back my passion, which is dance. Oh, wow. And I'm going to use that to catapult me into two things I like, youth and empowerment. And, you know, I'm going to try to monetize my blog more, so just do things that, you know, that I want to do. 
I agree. I agree. And I love that you said that because there's a, even me right now, I feel that way. You know what I'm saying? I know I can't, we're not the only people in the world that, that have that feeling of just let me just be me, you know, with all the other things that are going in the world, all the other invisible standards that we've placed on ourselves and the ones, like I said, our parents may have placed on us or society has placed on us to be able to just walk away from that and say, you know what? I got to do me like that's girl kudos. Okay. (laughs) Because it's a lot of people who are wavering in that right now. Like, Oh, I know I don't want to be at this nine to five. I know that I'm called to do more than this, but I can't because xyz you know what i mean and so i appreciate you even i commend you i'm proud of you for even stepping out and doing that because that is that's huge that that's something and i had to do yeah and i had to do the same thing like in a sense on a smaller scale than you but um mine was a little bit more planned <laughs> but I was in the military for eight years and I was like you know everybody in my family oh the military is good you should retire you know you, you get your, your retirement benefits. check and benefits you know you get a job every two weeks like what's wrong with you and I was like you know that sounds- <laughs> right I'm like you know that sounds real cute you know and real secure but that's not my heart. I'm not trying to salute somebody every day, you know, and I also don't want to be saluted. So that's out, you know, and I also don't want to keep moving my family every two to three to four to six years. That's yeah. not it. And also there's some things I want to do. Like, I, excuse me, you know, this is my life and to dedicate so much time to someone else's cause. I don't even believe in the stuff that we're doing <laughs> in the military. So, but I'm here, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I made the decision to leave um, twice, but I actually left the second time uh, after gaining a little bit more of a plan. Um, and I left and I have not looked back since. The whole time when I was getting ready to get out, people were saying, oh, you're going to regret it. There's no jobs. I don't know what you're going to do Don't with do your time. Don't do it. And I'm like, y'all been in the Navy for, you know, 20 years, 18 years. What, what y'all know about a job? This is your job. You don't know what's going on outside of these gates, you know? (laughs) So I was really motivated to go ahead and leave. And it has been the most empowering thing I could have done for myself. And like you said, you took that time to sort of like go through a fog. I I call that phase like a thaw out. I I was getting rid of all everyone else's expectations of me and just trying to figure out what my own expectations were. And I'm still trying to figure that out. (laughs) 100% on that. It's a process, but man, it feels so much better thinking with your own mind. How have you felt most inspired lately? I know you said you wanted to, you know, go back to empowering the youth with dance, which is amazing. You could definitely teach me like a TikTok or two. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel most inspired by? Well, lately, um, you know, due to the social climate with you know everything that's going on in 2020, girl, 2020, woo! Like no one can predict 2020. I'm sorry, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> right. So you know, everybody's had to kind of like change their direction because, like, in 2019, I remember, you know. November, even December of 2019 was like 2020 vision, you know, this is our year, you know, we right. all just had it, 
We all have guilty. Listen, we thought we were going to be like, like seriously, 2020 was like our year. And then 2020 <laughs> came, and like, you know, there was a ball, a couple. So um, now that, you know, things are kind of like changing, you know, socially and just, you know, throughout the world, um, I'm, I, I still want to empower, but I definitely want to uh, pay attention to my community, my Black community, because I feel yes. like, you know, we need to come together. You know, we need to lift each other up. Right now, you know, a lot of people are hurting. You know, um, it's just things that are going on inside of our community. I want to be a voice of, you know, of love, of reason, of, you know, support. So I'm going to focus on that. I call myself, like, somebody called me uh, a community activist because I love oh. sharing about, you know, people in the community that are doing good. So I'm always, if, you, if you're my friend on Facebook, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm sharing everything. Listen, like, we need yeah. to be here, we need to be there, we need to be protesting, we need to be going to the city hall, just everything. So um, <laughs> one of my friends is like, you're a community activist. I'm like, you know what? Thanks, I'll take that. <laughs> I, I just want to empower my community. I know we can do better. I know that, you know, 50 years ago, our ancestors, I only call them ancestors, our forefathers, I guess, they had to come together and they, they did a lot of change. So it's our turn to, we can't just like think the next person is going to do it. We have to use our voice. Even if it's a small change, we, we can be the change. So wow. I want to work on that. I love that. And it's true because I think about the stuff that you know, our my grandparents even went through being born in 1933 and all the disparities I'm sure she had to face. Um, and my grandfather as well. It's like, man, you know, you hear about it, you read about it, you learn about it, but to think that we're in a time just like that now, and it, it, it's really the time you, you go, you know, crap or get off the pot. What you doing? Right. You're going to be a part of it. It's, it's here. <laughs> And so I love how everyone, especially in our community, has pivoted to start focusing more on our community because for so long it seemed like, you know, we had to have the quote American dream. We wanted to be like them, accepted like them. But now it's like, actually, let's start looking into our own magic and our and our beautifulness and our extraordinary personalities and, and talents and things that we have going on. And how can we highlight that within our community? It's not so much now that we need to be or feel the need to be accepted by other people. It's like, okay, how we accept ourselves and let's highlight that and let's push that because that is also powerful and amazing and necessary. So I love that you're doing it for the children because they're, the, they're our future. They're coming right after us and they see what we're seeing in real time. And so it's important to impact their lives now. And I love that. I love the kids. People love the kids. <laughs> they, they got next. We got to make sure, you know, exactly. they're ready. They quit. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. So what are some tips that you can give to people who are also struggling with being their, their own queen of sabotage? What, can, what tips can you give them so that they can maybe not go through the same thing that you have or so we can all come out of this thing? Because we're too great to be looking at ourselves as if we're not enough. Like, we got to cancel that. Exactly. So what I do you say? It, I think it's important to find other um, people in your circle that will hold you accountable. I know sometimes, like, we have to um, come out of isolation. Sometimes we want to keep everything to ourselves. But I think you should talk to people, communicate, you know, what you're mm -hmm. going through, sharing, you're like, hey, I'm working on this next project. If you tell people about it, you got to come through. You can't just keep it on your little notebook and then no one knows. So it's like the more you kind of stay in circles that are that are 
people are doing stuff to empower themselves, you kind of want to be a part of that too. Like somebody else is making moves, you're like, man, I want to make moves too. I, I see what she's doing. I can do that. I need to work on my project. Not trying to copy them, but you know that they are working on a goal. You have a goal yourself. So you want to keep striving to make sure that what you're working on is actually coming to fruition. Yes. So once again, that sisterhood is so important. This is something I've been talking about for a while. So within your sisterhood, do you feel like you have that support that you need and that you're able to, when you're having those moments of self-doubt like me every other day, can you go to them and say like, girl, listen, like big me up right now because I, I need something. <laughs> yes, I think I think it's important to make sure you have diverse friends because you want to have like your girlfriends, girlfriends, and also you want to have people who are doing the same thing you're doing. Like yeah. maybe maybe you have like an online supportive podcaster that you, you know, that you talk to. Because sometimes like, you know, your friends that you know from high school, they are your friends, but sometimes if you're talking about some stuff, like, you know, they might not relate to it too much, so they're kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. they can like help you out, like give you a positive message, but if you need somebody who's actually literally doing the same thing you're doing that way you guys are kind of like conversing like hey did you put that blog post up i was going to talk about this you know have some yeah. um, people circle people in your circle that are doing the same thing you're doing so that way you guys can like you know bounce off each other kind of check in you know did you do did you edit your podcast girl you told me you were gonna be <laughs> gonna be putting out a new episode today it's been two weeks i ain't seen it <laughs> so that being said, because you are a food blogger extraordinaire, I have to ask you, you <laughs> if 2020 were a food girl, what sort of food would 2020 be? Okay, that's a tough one, girl, because, you know, 2020 <laughs> has been giving us the business, okay? Okay. It's been laying, laying it on us. So I'm going to go with... If you remember back um, in your childhood when you tried to make a sandwich and all the mm-hmm. uh, bread was gone and you used that last piece, girl, and then you looked in the fridge and wasn't no meat, it was just some mayo and like some tomatoes and, and some eggs, girl, just 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 a just a broke up sandwich basically, just a whole soup sandwich, <laughs> right? Just whatever you had in the fridge, girl, and it wasn't much, okay? Lord, a hot mess, a hot mess sandwich. <laughs> Help us, Lord. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope that 2021 gives us way better food options. I'm just saying. <laughs> it has to. We, 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 we can only go up from here, girl. Only. I mean, at least let's get a pack of noodles. Something. Okay. Just, something. Just keep us going. <laughs> but I am so happy to have you. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your truth and your honesty and your good energy. This is only the beginning for Kiva and for realness sake. Yeah, I was I'm so happy that you were here, Kiva. Thank you so much.